special harp and bowl tonight. Glory. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Love you guys. We need a harp and bowl. <laughs> <laughs> holy, holy, holy. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear, I heard you. I need a bowl right now. A bowl of Jesus. And the harp is helping big time, isn't it? Peace above the snakes, increasing in divine government. Got a lot to talk about tonight. It's going to be awesome. Tremendous signs and wonders today. We'll explain them later. I don't know Chaldean, so you're going to have to give me some grace. <laughs> it's written in Chaldean. <laughs> Chaldean chalk. Glory. <laughs> right over Nikolai and my SUVs. Jesus has the greatest sense of humor. All right. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise Jesus. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was appropriate to have a harp and bowl tonight, so. Father, I ask for the best Jehovah Wana for all of our precious people tuning in right now, that they be intoxicated on the smoke of your glory, on the Ruach HaKadosh, into their nostrils, into their mouths, the fresh wind of heaven, the breath of life, the Ruach of Yahweh, the peace that passes understanding. All of us probably dealing with a little bit of Saul right now, you know, can only calm down when they hear David's harp. <laughs> I'll just be honest, I'll confess your faults one to another and you'll be forgiven and go higher in the glory. <laughs> About three different times, the smallest, I'll tell you what I've been experiencing the last 24 hours, and it's been wild, hasn't it? Hallelujah. <laughs> About three times, the tiniest fiery arrows of the enemy that I've ever felt, like a Nerf gun, that it maybe from a long distance where it kind of loses its trajectory, that's kind of what it felt like, honestly, hitting a helmet of salvation felt like a little Nerf arrow. Ding! 
And it was this fear about the elections. I know none of you guys have thought about that, but this little Nerf arrow touched my helmet and the spirit immediately knocked me on the ground. And I started laughing uncontrollably. And it didn't make any sense to my brain. And a lot of this stuff, to be honest with you guys, my brain ain't calculating it. I'm just kind of going on the Holy Ghost like we have for 21 years. And he's always led us in triumphal procession. And the Holy Spirit was speaking to me about judgment. He's speaking to me about scales. He was speaking to me about justice. And he was speaking to me about promotion. And I'm like, I don't understand how promotion comes out of this. And I'm not saying Trump has lost. What I'm saying is, this is nothing what any of us expected. It was the Don versus the Deep State, which was yesterday's title. And I felt inspired to write Don in the Deep State on yesterday's title. And that's what we're dealing with, the Deep State that sent out tens of millions of mail-in ballots that had, I mean, I believe personally, probably 10 to 15 million um, ballots of voter fraud. I bet you that's about accurate. I asked the spirit, I said, how much of that is false, is fake, is these are, half of them aren't even US citizens. They don't even have IDs. You know, there's so much crooked stuff going on because Satan is a crook. The issue is Jesus is the same and he's never been moved by external things. You got to understand I've been born again and raised in the most secular progressive environment in the city of Minneapolis, downtown inner city for 21 years, guys. Okay. I've been in Minneapolis for 21 years and I've loved it every single season. I have enjoyed it. I mean, it's very similar to Manhattan or San Francisco in the most secular, progressive, socialist, communist environment you can imagine. And I've had a wonderful time growing in God in Minneapolis. And I feel more love towards Minnesotans than ever before. And the compassion was so strong as I look at the 70% of people in Minneapolis that voted for Biden, 30% for Trump, and the 75% in St. Paul <laughs> that voted for Biden, and 25% in St. Paul. So you have 72.5% in the Twin Cities that voted for Biden. And I honestly started to weep when I saw that. And the Spirit showed me the deception was just like me before I went into Teen Challenge. These people have not had the awakening like we had where the scales physically fell off our eyes. You have to understand the scales are still on and the only way to get them off is to love more intensely. If you condemn them, there's zero chance they'd ever awaken. There's zero chance they'd ever come to Jesus. Satan and his angels want us to get critical, angry, mad, judgmental towards them, and that would be falling for the temptation of the evil one. The right response is seeing accurately where you once were, and that's a very similar place that you are right now looking in your regions.
See, it's the maturity that has us look at others and remember where we once were. And then the compassion just pours out of us. You know what's so wild? You'd think after such a crazy 24 hours that the atmosphere would be horrible. This is the cleanest and purest I have felt creation in Minneapolis in 21 years. Does it make any sense? Actually, I have the revelation why it makes sense. The animals were sacrificed before the man. The animals were created before the man. Okay? Fifth day animals, sixth day man. Old covenant animals were sacrificed. New covenant, the man Christ Jesus was sacrificed. What it means is, days of Noah, the animals come first, and then the people. So creation, I'm looking up at the sun. You saw the pictures that I posted on Facebook of the sun. It looked like a new sun. And I could see the cross of Calvary risen in my heart. My heart inside the sun and the light of the sun conquered by the cross, by the morning star rising in my heart, which is the throne of the Lamb. And so there has never been this elevation before. There has never been this high of an elevation of the sons of God. I don't feel a drop of defeat in my bones. Now, I haven't been able to run on externalism for 21 years because of growing up spiritually in this environment. <laughs> this is like grow growing up in the most secular progressive environment, born again and raised in the democratic extreme left-wing city of Minneapolis. But I feel the cleanest atmosphere today than I've ever felt in 21 years. Does it make sense? I think the animals have peace and they're not scared anymore. I think that we got promoted on the cross. We got what we wanted. I sure feel like I got promoted. I, I got hit so hard with the glory and so hard with joy. And then the vision started to open up to see what God was doing within. This is the most relaxing, peaceful thing you could ever imagine. Christ crucified. Let it just consume and devour all anxiety, all fear. God is still on the throne. The cross is still rising in your heart. There has been no thwarting of the path. Zero. We are not off track. We are on track. God's will will be done in the USA. It will. Just because you don't know how doesn't mean it's still not happening. <laughs> what, what I'm seeing is how God allows us to taste our own medicine. How will you learn unless you fail and fall? A lot of people will go so far to what they can receive and then you just have to let them learn on their own. Isn't that every single person on the planet? You can't teach wisdom. You can impart seed, but the spiritual growth of those experiences through your own heart, flesh, and blood in your environment is how you grow in wisdom. You want the fields of wisdom. You want the vineyards of Eden and Gethsemane's wisdom. That ain't going to happen unless your regions 
grow and experience how wrong they are in some areas where they're right. And do you know what right and wrong is? Cain and Abel. The knowledge of good and evil is crucified on his left and right. Both of them thieves. How can it be? Abel's blood spoke vengeance. The blood of Jesus speaks a better word. Abel is the knowledge of good. Cain is the knowledge of evil. So two-thirds are saved at Calvary, aren't they? Because you need angels to minister to you as you inherit salvation. Hebrews chapter 1. So the two-thirds of the angels are attached to the two-thirds that are saved. So it is a majority. There is a majority. And the one-third, they become our prisoners of love, guys. Saw Vision today, had a wonderful time with Nikolai. We had breakfast and walked around the lake a little bit. And I saw a great eagle devour a bird, just like a pelican would eat a fish, and you know how it kind of just goes in raw. And I saw the king of the Jews rise in my heart and devour the Jews in New York and devour the Jews in LA, where it was 85%. Democrat and 15% Trump, the biggest margin in the whole United States of America, <laughs> were, were the strongholds of the Jewish population in LA and New York. <laughs> and he's, the Spirit was saying to me, the cross in your hearts being perfected in love this season will begin to devour it. And it was like a falcon, right? Uh-huh. It was like a foul bird that needed to be devoured by the great white eagle. Who's the great white eagle? Christ crucified, rising in your hearts. The higher you rise, the more you devour. There's a wisdom going on here right now, you guys, that's beyond what the saints can comprehend. And I understand why a person would want to be concerned. A lot of these same ones that are concerned right now are the same ones that have kind of persecuted and rejected Red Letter Ministries, so let's just say that right off the bat. <laughs> a lot of the prophets you're listening to for comfort right now have long rejected and condemned us. <laughs> so I wouldn't take their words that seriously, because they're very serious right now, like pray, 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 pray. Listen. There are stages of prayer, according to Gian Guyan, where you no longer pray. Oh, we gotta pray. No, you gotta let the cross rise in your heart. It's called real prayer. How can you pray without ceasing? First Thessalonians chapter 5. How can you pray without ceasing? Because the cross is the throne of the Lamb that makes intercession for the saints night and day. You couldn't pray if you wanted to. What are you praying? Are you praying out of your brain? No wonder why the saints are constantly offended. Because we have one idea. Wisdom has another. Now I want to show you a sign and wonder. This is a slideshow of Nikola and I walking around Bidimakaska, Lake White Earth, which is where I live. And... It said, in Chaldean, a direct quotation 
from Daniel, you've been weighed in the scales and been found wanting. And it said, final warning. Then it said, there it is right there, final warning. Then it said, Daniel's, what was the other part of it? Daniel's storm. (laughs) Daniel's storm. This is Daniel's storm, guys. And the horror Babylon falls this fall. It, there's that slide and then it says dark winter and the dark winter had me ask the Holy Spirit because I I've learned it long enough to not take anything negatively because Satan's defeated at the cross there's nothing negative in Christ he's just perfect glory so I said well what's the dark winter he says it's dark for those in darkness God is light in him there is no darkness at all this isn't a dark winter for us saints It's only a dark winter for the unbelievers. (laughs) This is a time of awesome, awesome Daniel's scales, biblical proportion, judgment. Okay, we had been walking around the lake. We came back. It's written. That's my car and that's Nikolai's car. And someone wrote it over our cars in Chaldean, quoting Daniel. Come on, somebody. That was so wild. We just looked at each other as we came back like, oh my gosh. (laughs) One of those signs and wonders where you're kind of like shocked. I I went into a little bit of shell shock. I couldn't even really say goodbye because I couldn't really talk at the moment. I was so hit hard. (laughs) I was like, now you're going to go to the broadcast. Holy ghost. Yeah, it's a dark winter for darkness. Guys, we need to understand Jesus doesn't have defeat or failure in him. And I know it's important. Faith is action. We're going to have action. We have the scales in the highest court, and I believe that is an extremely important lesson, that it has to go to the high court. And the throne of the Lamb is waiting as judge in the high courts of the USA. This is going to be so fun for us. You are you are in for the adventure of your lifetime. It is never boring for the saints of the Most High God. <laughs> and I'm praying, Lord, you have promised us. The, the books were open and you ruled in favor of the Holy Ones and they inherited the kingdom. What does it take to inherit the kingdoms of this world. All of this that we're going through, guys. You understand that? This is what it takes. <laughs> Holy. <laughs> oh, I love you, Jesus. Mm, here, just let that heart minister to you for a minute. Let the government of peace rest upon your shoulders. His name is Jesus. Let the Lord Jesus come upon you. I understand why the saints in America are afraid. 
Jesus is not afraid. Jesus has planned out something very, very awesome for this time. If I hadn't been walking in the path for so many years, I might have doubts and fears. It's just after so many degrees of going from glory to glory, so much experience on the front lines against the deep state, the Illuminati, and all the corruption of continuously dealing with the highest level Freemasonry confronting me for 21 years since I've been born again, I would maybe be afraid, but since I've always watched the cross in my heart raise the standard and slaughter it, I know that we're in for promotion, that God has a mighty plan in this. All things will work for good, you guys. So, there is an awesome rest for the people of God. And I see this when the crunch time comes. What does it do? Causes us to cling closer to our bridegroom. This is the time that the saints are praying fervently. There's weeping, there's crying all over the country. Fear about the future. We had a born again, <laughs> Bible believing, Jesus loving Christian for four years. We want that another four years? I do too. And we are in a place of desperation like we've never been because we've tasted what's available and we wanted more, more freedom. And to destroy the corrupt media, the liars, the deceivers, the corrupt. Twitter censoring and we want to see all of our liberties expanded and grow and to grow <laughs> we want our freedom of speech and our freedom of religion to grow and we're afraid that those will be taken away I'm telling you today Satan was defeated at the cross that's not a cop-out as some of these less mature prophets would say it's the truth anyway <laughs> I'm telling you guys, there's only victory in store for you. And because people are clinging closer to Jesus during this time with all the revelation they've learned. See, people, when the crunch time comes and great pressure and stuff like this, seismic events, it causes you to cling to the measure of revelation. It's times like this, people wish they had more revelation and were closer to God. Well, this is the time of feasting and getting closer to God. It will draw people to Jesus. <laughs> closer. You knock off your foolishness. You knock off your little rebellion. And it's like, I got to get real. I got to get serious. And it causes mass repentance upon the people that know that Jesus is real. And can't you feel that's what's happening? I believe that is the response of why the atmosphere in America is so clear it's very clear the Sun is very bright the weather is very warm I'm not feeling anything internally negative my brain did get a couple three little soft darts the spirit just responded from within me in nonsensical laughter <laughs> and that response tells me that Jesus is on the throne watching all of this with all of his angels and he's got a plan 
and he's rising to the occasion and it is for the saints it is for the bride's promotion but I believe this event is on mass through every Christian in the world making them draw closer to Jesus Christ so if God the Father can do that you know he'll allow that amen people are gonna become much greater disciples of the cross why for their hatred for evil <laughs> for their hatred for Satan the Son of God is made manifest to destroy the works of the devil and the gates of hell shall not prevail it is written do you believe it do you feel the peace being imparted to you to believe it let it be stirred in your spirit release all the anxiety cast your cares he cares for you I'm telling you guys going into anxiety prayer won't move an angel won't move God getting into worry doubt and fear will not move God getting into peace and resting and trusting and going deeper into the cross will release a greater power and I saw power come out that devoured New York and LA it is coming we've been on this journey of carrying our cross for 21 years not a single external event in the most hostile opposition environment in existence in the USA could stop our journey up Calvary in any way all of it just made us stronger every day <laughs> and so let that increase your confidence in the cross I'm not asking you to have confidence in the ballot counters I'm not asking you to have confidence in governmental workers and certainly not in any media I'm asking you to believe in Jesus amen I'm asking you to have an increase of peace what does the Bible say soon the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet Romans 16 20 <laughs> it's true and you know the laughter is the joy and then what's after joy peace there is joy in the blood and out of the joy in the blood and the blood is the love so these are all the fruits of the blood of Jesus are all the fruits of the new wine which is agape love the blood of his cross what is the fruit of agape what is the fruit of the blood of his cross joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control <laughs> it's all the fruit of the blood of Jesus have a drink with me harp and bowl what do we do with the bowls pour them out we've been prophesying since 
the ordination of this ministry by the audible spoken word of God in the spring of 2006. All I've done is prophesied every day to establish the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> and I'm telling you guys, those prophecies cannot return void. The word of God, which is the, prof the prophecy of God, cannot return void. <laughs> you cannot cancel a prophecy. Even if the enemy brings the prince of Persia, it only delayed the inevitable. 40 days. I'm sorry, Daniel, said Prince Michael of the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of Israel. I'm sorry, Daniel. I was delayed. What was it, 21 days? because of wrestling the prince of Persia. So there is a delay sometimes with the kingdom of hell and these principalities. And I have felt Jezebel. I mean, I f I'm sensitive to what hell's doing. I can see it, but it gets so small as the cross gets so big. And that's why it's kind of astonishing to me that anything in the external realm could still have power in it. You have to understand the power of the blood. That one drop of divine blood is more powerful than all the blood of humanity combined for 6,000 years. And remember, the fallen angels can only work through human blood. So they're very limited. Now we have millions of people that have completely given over their bloodlines to the fallen angels. And you know, we were once part of that group. <laughs> we were once part of the realm of the dead and God just changed us with one touch and if we have been continuously growing for so long and I'm not saying this to convince myself because I'm telling you I'm the highest today I've ever felt I feel the most victory today I've ever felt I'm saying this to sow the Word of God into your hearts so you can have confidence in the cross I don't need any comfort. I'm only doing this for you guys. As today was the best day of my entire life. The atmosphere, I pulled into my garage, brand new garage, brand new concrete. And yesterday my garage door opener didn't work because it was locked. And so someone had to come out from the house and manually open it up. You have to understand, it was 12 years that we moved, 12 years ago we moved into the crack house. It was still totally trashed. We'd barely brought it up to code. <laughs> it was total ghetto. It was still one of the most ghetto houses in the ghetto. And the worst driveway by far. It was grade 5 gravel. We're the only house with grade 5 gravel I've ever seen in North Minneapolis. <laughs> like no one else has that low standard. It's like going through you know, a sand heap to get into the garage and now we have the nicest concrete that our concrete worker that volunteered his time said he had ever seen in his life and he owns a concrete business. He said the concrete they delivered and it was an amazing deal. We got an amazing deal. Not only did we get about $25,000 in volunteer work accomplished, 
but we got the finest concrete that concrete workers that do that for a living said they'd ever seen in their entire lives. That's what they said. I'm pulling in. It felt smooth as butter. And I just, it feels like a new world. There's LED lighting, like a landing strip going down the side. Bright new lighting in the front. There's an all new electrical. There's new gas. I mean, it felt completely different and it was hot in there. And I looked at the thermostat and it said 77. <laughs> it was 77 degrees. Do we even have the heat on in there yet? No? Not yet. So that was just with the atmosphere. Supernaturally, November 4th, Minneapolis, the frozen chosen Arctic vortex realm, 77 on November 4th. Does that make any sense to anyone right now? Besides Daniel riding Chaldean over our cars at lunch today. <laughs> it's 77 in my garage on November 4th. It is so wild around here. And I come into this place and there's no one in the house that I knew of. But it felt like a warm fire fireplace in the crack house. Silence. There was no music. It was like one of the first times I ever come in here and there's zero music. But it felt like a warm silence. And it was incredibly peaceful. And I just kind of sat here on the velvet couch and just absorbed the atmosphere. I went upstairs and yelled for Nicola. I went downstairs and yelled for Brian and everyone was taking a nap. The glory was so strong. It was like the father's fireplace in here and we're, we're taking naps on the fireplace of God. And I mean, it, it was wild. <laughs> I've never encountered cleanliness in an atmosphere like this. And I believe it's because the saints are praying with all their hearts in the whole world. And what I see coming out of it is a stairway above the clouds. Just take a look at that. Above the clouds, and you will go from glory to glory in upward circular motions, taking wings as eagles, mounting wings as eagles, shining ever brighter as you go up the stairway of heaven in your hearts, which is carrying your cross up Calvary, above the clouds. And so what God showed me is the correct interpretation of the rapture. <laughs> that you will rise above the snakes. Of all the things we could have talked about today, of the name of the title, I said, what is the most important thing that the saints need to understand right now? It's a very, very strange time. We need amazing prophetic shepherding. We need clarity. We need white eagle vision. What is all of it? The cross. Do you understand that? You'll never have clarity like the cross. You'll never have vision like the cross. The cross is the throne of the Lamb. The bride of the Lamb is the bride of the cross. The marriage supper of the Lamb is the marriage supper of the cross. The reason why externally things are the way they are is because you are waking up to these promised land realms of being married to the cross with understanding. We've never understood the cross as the throne of the Lamb. It's never been spoken before on earth until this season. That the marriage supper of the Lamb is the marriage supper of the cross. That the Garden of Gethsemane is the Garden of Eden. 
But if you understand that the house of wine is the promised land of Joshua and Caleb and Solomon, and Jesus saying one greater than Solomon is here, you understand it's about the blood sacrifice. It was the blood sacrifice of Solomon's thousand bulls, thousand male sheep, and a thousand rams that diffused the animal sacrifice as blood into the whole atmosphere of Israel that drew woman, Hebrew word Sheba, the woman, into Solomon's palace, into Solomon's temple. And the Bible says that when she saw the blood sacrifice, that her spirit was no longer in her. She was raptured. It says it. Study the scriptures. That the blood of bulls, rams, and sheep were so ab abundant that the very atmosphere of the whole nation had become the house of wine. That was Solomon's reference for wine. Not the blood of Jesus, the greater wine of the new covenant. The wine of the animal sacrifice produced that kind of glory realm. The Bible says the priest can no longer minister by reason of the cloud at the dedication of Solomon's temple after they had diffused that measure of blood. What it did was purchase the universe. <laughs> it's true. Animals had to come first. That's why animals were created before men in the Genesis account. That's why animals are brought onto the ark. We needed the animals, and then we needed the lamb, Jesus Christ. So understanding why Jesus said one greater than Solomon was here is because he was diffusing a greater blood into the whole nation. Saints of God, Americans, Europeans, Africans, and Australians, diffuse the blood of his cross over your nations. This is our greatest hour. You are not defeated. Satan is. And the cross is your victory if you can get this understanding today. Come on. Do you believe it? That Satan was defeated at the cross. And God has given you a cross. And all Satan in your whole soul world. Any negative thing in your life. Doesn't matter what it is. Finances. Business. Relationships. Sickness and disease. Religion and poverty. Anything of the kingdom of hell that exists in any dimension is already defeated as the cross rises in your heart and you begin to diffuse the blood of his cross through your hearts and out your foreheads. And it releases wine. That's what the Holy Ghost does. He glorifies the Lamb. I will send the Holy Spirit and he will speak of me. He will teach of me, and he will glorify me. Jesus Christ said it. <laughs> so the Holy Spirit is glorifying Jesus using the blood sacrifice. Are you ready to know the Holy Spirit in a much more powerful way? That's what's coming today. Yay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Mm. Love you guys. I was just pondering things today. When this crunch stuff comes, these external events, and listen, we're veterans of this stuff. We really are. 
always been on the front lines since starting ministry. I've, I've, we've endured so much that I am so thankful to go through this with you because I've been through so much alone for a very long time, having almost no one to walk through me with me through so many incredible circumstances in life. To have a community means a lot to me. It really does. I'm so thankful that we have an RLM community with three community houses. Four if you count a couple others. Four or five. We have a lot of people locally, or several, a few dozen locally, that are a part of Red Letter Ministries in Minneapolis. And this is the kind of stuff that bonds us together. This is what creates veterans. Birds of a feather like to flock together. I grew up with a Vietnam veteran, Marine Corps squad leader, uh, father, and so all of his friends were always active combat Vietnam vet Marines. Because that's the only people he felt comfortable with talking his Marine Corps language. So you're at home when you're in a community that goes through experiences. Why did he only feel at home with other combat vets? Because he was one. So why do you feel good and here? Because we are one. <laughs> this is the kind of unity that we need. And these circumstances, just like if you go through a war together in Vietnam, now stay with me, because there's all kinds of stuff going on in the spirit as I'm talking to you. It's not, this is just one le level, the natural words. There's seven levels going on right now. Everything I'm saying, there's rivers coming up. So we're just navigating through all the stuff of all the interior castle. So why do people want to hang out together? Because they've had experiences together. Experience and life, reality, circumstances will either make you or break you. It will make or break a marriage. It will make or break a friendship. Stuff like this either binds or looses the Urim and the Thummim. It'll either draw together or will send out, and both are necessary. Remember, the gates of Jerusalem are always open. This ain't a cult. This ain't Church of Scientology LA where you can't get out. <laughs> this is doors always open, revolving door. And when people come and go, we've had, I mean, 100 interns. I've had probably now 45 to 50 people live in this house and it's been a revolving door and it used to offend me honestly when people would come and go and then I grew up and realized they're being sent out they're not supposed to be here you come and you receive as much as you were called to receive and then you're sent out it's called an eagle's nest every apostolic and prophetic ministry it's not just an accumulation and a hoarding and like once you're in the doors lock like Church of Scientology and you can't get out. It's mainly to get out after you've gotten in. You need to understand how the kingdom of heaven works. Paul went and visited the apostles, spent 14 days with those who were apostles before him who were considered pillars of the faith in Jerusalem. They added nothing and they blessed me and laid hands on me and sent me on my way. You think that Paul would spend more time with Peter? Two weeks was plenty. Two weeks probably felt like two million years, honestly. 
and it just enhanced and blessed his ministry and there was no hard feelings there's not a single drop of negativity when you're in maturity you understand that but when you're in in insecurity then you interpret things through orphan spirits and you take it personally that he doesn't love me no maturity is being confident in love when you're confident in the father he can use you more than you can even imagine and people won't get offended when they don't understand and the leaders won't get offended when people come and go and that's been a major transition for me in 15 years of ministry is how to have open hands open heart open pearls for the coming and the going and I look at it now with much greater wisdom than before is like it was all meant to be it all worked for good and I grew through it all and they grew through it all and so there's a wisdom here of training and releasing that we're stepping into as a ministry people want to come here and do an internship that is so wise people want to move here move here there's openings in the community you can move into the community there's rooms open come here and, and live here for a season some of you might take us up on that offer you can message message Jake on Facebook in Jesus name we'd love to have you and just pray about it an internship or just um, a weekend stay like a bed and breakfast you spend a four-day weekend with us it'll completely transform your life the even dealing with our enemies lately the most hurtful things that you can imagine being said of our ministry and then just clearing the air being like dude we're Pentecostals Holy Ghost speaking in tongues picking up our cross inner city missions front lines combat veterans and when you get face to face with the intensity of the Holy Ghost what he's doing through us that misunderstanding vanishes so quick so a lot of people can't fathom what we're walking in because they're not here in the experience which is wisdom wisdom is knowledge plus experience you can't have wisdom without experience so there's no grid no possibility for understanding unless you have the physical experience which is your soul experiences it not just in spirit but in soul amen and the soul is the flesh and the soul is the blood and you need it in your soul not just your spirit otherwise you'd be constantly tormented by the external realm of the kingdom of hell the he who's in the world but when you start to get in your soul you mature and your soul gets added unto your spirit and your soul begins to follow your spirit and your soul has more and more spiritual experiences which solidifies you in wisdom and wisdom builds her seven pillars what is it the full experience of how to produce the perfect wine of the kingdom of heaven on earth how to diffuse nations with the blood of the lamb that's what Solomon did Solomon wrote Proverbs guys Proverbs chapter 9 was written by King Solomon the wisest man who's ever lived and he says that there is a building for the producing of the house of wine this building requires experience so apostles are wise master builders you can give people tools 
but you can't give people experiences. You have to have those on your own. And so let wisdom allow others to have all their experiences, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the wild. <laughs> a lot of wildness too. God is a very wild God. <laughs> he is so free and fun that he's often considered rebellious by those still in bondage of religion. God's going to do an awesome thing in the Twin Cities. He showed me that the Twin Cities are right about where I was when I was 18 in the level of deception. When I'm waiting in line yesterday, about 50 people outside the door to cast their ba ballots, you could see the dark shadows. I could. Zombies. I mean, they're hunched over like lifeless animals. And I said, oh, the devil did this. The Holy Spirit said, no, he didn't. The blood of Jesus did. I said, what? Do you realize that the blood of Jesus, if you don't drink it, sucks the life out of you? How can the blood of Jesus, to produce wine, it takes human blood? Remember, if you resist the spirit, quench the spirit, grieve the spirit, all that's left is just this empty silhouette of darkness, and there's 50 of them hunched over. I'd never seen zombies like that before. It was a sign and wonder to me. I had a completely different experience. I walked up in light on the throne of the Lamb on the cross, women holding out donuts and fresh Starbucks coffee for me as I step up in line just refreshing me like it was like a red carpet and I'm not boasting I'm just saying the light was doing that and the light gave me that kind of favor in the darkest setting you could ever imagine North Minneapolis where 75% of people probably 90% of people in this area voted for Biden but I was treated like a king voting for Trump so I, I was, I'm looking at all this and I'm just calculating the wisdom of it. How is this possible? Our light is shining brighter than ever before. And these people in darkness are serving our light because our light is sovereignty over the whole animal kingdom of human brains, which is the mark of the animals, the mark of the beast. This is astonishing to me. I've never seen the separation of light and darkness. And he said the reason why the darkness looks so dark and it's never looked that way to you is because of how bright you are, Brandon. Not me, but Christ in me, risen on the cross of Calvary, is like the light of the world. And in him there is no darkness at all. And Satan is so defeated in my heart and in my eyes and in my soul and in my bones that when I look at others because of the brightness that's beaming out of me it's never been darker you know what that means they're right about the stage that I was before going into teen challenge look to see if the heads are white for harvest have we looked to see if their heads were full of the glory how can you have a renewed mind when you don't believe in Jesus and you believe in communism? I mean, there's zero possibility you're following the spirit of the Third Reich. <laughs> so you're not going to find a white stone with a new name on it. 
The fragrance of Christ is diffused everywhere in the knowledge of Jesus. And to them, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, it is the fragrance of death. The Bible actually says that's what causes that zombie decay hunched over dark silhouette. I mean, it was ghastly. I was like 50 shadows in the brightness of the sun and the moon and the stars mixed with the blood of Calvary because there was like a new creation realm going on encompassing this zombie apocalypse. It was the craziest situation. You know, walked around the lake and the sun looked completely different. It looked five times larger than normal. You saw the pictures. Is that even our sun anymore? That's the sun of righteousness risen with healing in his wings. How do you change the sun? How do you save creation? Not just humans cry out for God. All creation. The first five days of Genesis, creation cries out for God. So the stars get saved before humans. The sun gets saved before humans. The moon gets saved. The sky gets saved. The clouds get saved. The trees, the rocks, the dirt, the water, everything, the crust, the magma, the core. Creation was created first and therefore is saved first. Bible says that it only longs for the manifesting sons, doesn't need anyone else. So that everyone else is caught in between the realms that we create of the blood of Jesus. Do you understand the sovereignty? Do you understand the confidence you need to have to encapsulate Song of Solomon chapter 8? They become our prisoners of love, it is written. Prisoners, what is love? the blood sacrifice the prisoners of the garden of his blood gethsemane prisoners of the the mountain of his blood calvary prisoners of the cross of his blood which is the throne of the lamb all of this wisdom is now coming into perfection in us the sons of god this season we told you it's the maturation of the times the maturity of the seed lines of Cain and Christ. Abel gets absorbed into Christ on the cross, doesn't he? I will see you in paradise, Abel. That's what he said. I will see you in paradise. You need to understand the two thieves on the cross. A trinity was crucified there. There's three crosses, not one. That's important. Because Jesus is the new covenant, the blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. You had Cain and Abel next to Jesus on the cross prophetically, but it was exactly what all the spirit world had manifested in the perfections of Jesus Christ. God the Father and his infinite wisdom had perfectly calculated the situation to redeem us from the fall. So that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, Satan was defeated on the cross. Cain and Abel defeated on the cross. And when you learn how to be absorbed into Jesus, so all of us are coming out of our Abel nature, aren't we? Every Christian starts off as an Abel. You hear him, you see him all over Twitter, all over Facebook, vengeance, 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 the blood that cries for vengeance. That's immaturity. We're still transitioning out of the blood of Abel into the blood of Jesus that speaks a better word, forgiveness. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do, which is the divine love 
which is the diffusing of one greater than Solomon who's here. The blood of the Lamb, the cross of Calvary, into the atmosphere. And what it will do is it will suck everything out of everyone until they believe. The blood will suck you dry. The Bible says it's illegal that Satan and his angels are drunk on the blood of the saints. But it doesn't say anywhere that you can't be drunk on the blood of the non-saints. Hello? I mean, it doesn't say that. It says what was wrong was that the fallen angels were drunk on the blood of the saints, which was the opposite of the revelation of the marriage supper of the Lamb, the marriage supper of the cross. We don't understand the abilities of the cross, the abilities of the divine blood, the garden tools of turning our hearts into the gardens of Eden, the gardens of Gethsemane, and being able to have sovereignty over unbelievers. That's what we're stepping into. That's maturity. That this isn't dependent on everyone agreeing with us. That'll never happen. It's only dependent on a few people like the days of Noah that raised the standard and drowned the world from above and below with heaven, with the blood of Jesus on earth as it is in heaven. The house of wine, the house of the blood sacrifice, rapturing their spirits. All you need to do to have paradise. None of it's on Biden or Kamala. None of it's on Deep State versus the Don. This is going down. It's a, it's a part of it. But the truth is, the outer court will deal with that. Remember this. I've been preaching this for 12 years. One of the first Joel's bars was how Nimrod shot down was shot down by Esau in the open field with the bow and arrow. It's written in the book of Jasher. Right there. Nimrod. You heard of the Tower of Babel? Built by Nimrod. This is Babylon the Great. It's falling and it goes down by Esau that represents the outer court Christians. The ones that are going crazy on Twitter right now with all the fraud. And there's tons of fraud. I believe 10 to 15 million votes of fraud. They are going to take it into the high courts naturally, which is their job. Let Esau work. <laughs> Esau will kick their butts because they're empowered by those who went in deeper into Calvary and into the cross to totally energize our armies in the spiritual and in the natural. Do you understand that yet? That's called being the deep state of Christ in the deep state of Christ in the deep state of his blood, deep calling unto deep at the noise of his waterfalls of blood, all the waves and breakers of wine are sweeping over us. <laughs> Truth in you. <laughs> you need another harping bowl? It's good. Strong meat for the mature. Rebecca's room at 4 p.m. every day. Incredible piece today. Isn't she doing a good job? Nicolai's Daniel's Tower. Look at this. Daniel written on the wall after we walked around the lake today. Hit the name of Daniel and the scripture from Daniel. As I'm with Daniel. Nicolai is has the mantle of the prophet Daniel. That's how epic this life is. If you need encouragement, let that sign and wonder encourage you. 
<laughs> and we got Jake at 10 p.m. Isn't he doing a wonderful job? I love you, Jake. Doing a great job. People message me almost every day since Jake started broadcasting. How drunk they're getting on Jake's broadcast. How thankful they are for Jake's broadcast. There are certain elements. Listen, there's no flower that has one petal. Hello? We have four petals. Rebecca at four, me at six, Nicola at eight, Jake at ten. It only takes three petals to make a whole flower. There are several species of flowers that only have three petals. We have four petals. That's like a whole freaking tulip. That's like the lily of the valley or something. <laughs> and I tell you what, it's the best looking flower we've ever seen in the history of this ministry. And I promise you, on the blood of his cross, risen in our hearts for years and years and years against every storm of the kingdom of hell, the gates of hell have never prevailed, and we've always gone from glory to glory. I promise you that if you partner with this ministry, that if you come into covenant with us, there's a financial covenant in your financial partnership, we will always go from glory to glory. Every season, every year, no matter what's going on in the natural realm. It is not important compared to what's going on in our hearts, in the blood of our hearts. We are changing the natural realm. And in many more ways than you realize, we are sovereign over the natural realm, even enslaving our enemies to serve us the best donuts and the best coffee. I don't think you understand how weak they are. They think they're strong, but you are strong in the blood of Jesus and you are actually hiring the unbelievers to serve you in the house of wine and they will do it gladly. Let them think they have false control. They don't have control. You do. I tell you what, the blood of Jesus is a lot more powerful than the blood of the red dragon. There's two different rivers of blood in the book of Revelation. This is the river of the blood of the Lamb. And it's conquering and it's taking over. This is something higher and beyond the headwaters. We've been talking about the headwaters, Mississippi, the headwaters of the Great Spirit River in Ojibwe, Minnesota for 15 years. This is the head blood, the head bloods, the head bloodlines. That is thousands and millions of times greater than water. The water in the spirit is when you're born again. John chapter 3. Just a couple more minutes here. Just listen now accurately how you make wine. John chapter 3. Jesus Christ explained to beloved Nicodemus, you must be born of spirit and water. That's how it begins. In the water, in the spirit. Then there's a progressive baptism. One greater night comes who will baptize you in what? The Holy Ghost, spirit and fire then the fire hits spirit water and fire is the light upon the heart that grows the vines of the vineyards of the garden of gethsemane the wine clusters grow in the fire that's the only way the light of god shines upon your hearts so it can produce the precious wine of the bloodline of jesus christ and so the blood the wine, the new wine that comes from the fire and the water and the spirit is the promised land. That is the, the harvest and the grapes 
of all the working of the spirit and the fire and the word and the water in your hearts your entire life is to come into the harvest of the blood you only get fire so that you can produce wine people don't go into harvest and they let the enemies steal their wine those days are over the wine in the blood realm it's a progressive realm listen jesus walked in spirit water he had natural water then he got baptized in the spirit when he came out of the water holy spirit descended in the form of the dove and then he got the fire and then all of that produced the greatest wine jesus grew in wisdom he grew in wine in ministry and he started ministering wine this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood and they were drinking wine and then he went into gethsemane and released his blood as wine in diffusing diffusing it into the garden and spoke into the diffusing of the blood i am and smote the roman army they all were slain i am because the blood is so much more he was speaking that the whole time didn't happen in matthew 5 didn't happen at his conversion didn't even happen on the mountain of transfiguration guys why because that was the glory realm the blood realm smote them hello wow it's true even when the father spoke and thundered didn't cause everyone to lay out but when the blood realm came everyone got laid out this is far superior glory than any other glory realm you've ever known this is the promised land guys and you get it by water by spirit by fire by growing the word of god in your hearts and in due season you'll have a harvest of new wine which is the precious blood of jesus produced through your souls and then you become familiar with gethsemane calvary and the cross and how the cross is the throne of the lamb because as you learn how to make wine in your heart through spirit water and fire it takes you and transports you into the house of wine into the highest glory realms so if we can stay focused on making wine it's a guarantee of takeover of the natural realm there has never been teaching on like this in the history of the world you need to understand that john the apostle longed to look into these days when his words would bear forth two thousand years of greater wisdom because he sowed a seed one watered another harvested generation after generation the wisdom of the ages has been given to us in this generation to produce the best wine for last and it's time that the saints mature and recognize how to make wine and take sovereignty over their regions not in the blood of abel that ain't gonna work in the blood of the lamb that works and that's something we haven't tapped into yet so as you transition from abel to christ savor that wine and the whole process that it takes to produce it and become exceedingly great vintners winemakers and vine dressers just like your father in heaven the great gardener god in jesus name i love you guys be blessed and we'll see you tomorrow amen <laughs>